Welcome to the IoT Idols podcast. I'm Ryan Cousins, co-founder and CEO of Critical. We help bring bleeding-edge technology products to market through a combination of hardware and software modules and professional engineering services. We believe every innovator has a powerful collection of experiences and knowledge that can help inspire others in their field. If you have a story you'd like to share, stick around at the end of the show and we'll explain how you can be a guest on one of our upcoming episodes. In just 15 to 20 minutes, you could be the next IoT Idol. Thanks for listening and enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to another great episode of IoT Idols, Innovators to Watch, presented by Critical. I'm your host, Mike Freeman. Our guest today is Craig Rupp of Sabanto Ag. You can find out more information about Craig and his company at sabantoag.com. That's S-A-B-A-N-T-O-A-G.com. Craig, thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Mike. Uh, glad to be here. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and Sabanto Ag. Okay, about myself. Uh, I grew up on a farm in Northwest Iowa, and um, when I graduated high school, I decided uh, I wanted to be an electrical engineer. So I uh, uh, became an electrical engineer and went to work at Motorola. So I spent the majority of my career in cellular uh, wireless, um, working for a lot of cell phone manufacturers, and I kept getting pulled back into agriculture. Uh, I did a stint at John Deere and developed their Starfire receiver and Green Star display for them. Cool. And then I started uh, some ag uh, companies. And uh, my one uh, startup was 640 Labs, and that was acquired by Monsanto in 2014. And we developed the what's now called the Field View Drive. It's a little component that plugs into a tractor and records um, all, sorts, all sorts of machine and agronomic data. And then I decided that... Um, working with a lot of farmers, uh, the problem, number one problem they have is a lack of labor. And it's not, again, it's not the cost of labor, it's just the lack of labor in some of these rural communities. So I started a company called Sabanto. And what we do is we're taking autonomy into agriculture. And we went out in 2019 and started uh, autonomously planting throughout Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota, Illinois, and Indiana. And then in the summer of 2019, I built a team in Chicago and uh, we went with smaller, lower cost equipment and uh, built a fleet of four planters that we went out in the spring of 2020. Okay. And uh, started planning autonomously throughout the Midwest again, and then we've uh, we built our uh, we built our fleet uh, and went with some larger tractors, ninety horsepower, and uh, and started doing all sorts of field operations for farmers, planting, um, cultivating, tine weeding, rotary hoeing, vertical tillage. And now I'm sitting in Nebraska. Uh, Air Nebraska, and we're rototilling a uh, thousand acres for a farmer using uh, one small ninety horsepower tractor. Wow, that's awesome! 
Uh, yeah. For anyone listening, uh, you can check out on Twitter or Facebook or the website, uh, Sabanto AG. And uh, are these remote controlled? So you have a, a tractor with no one sitting in a tractor, this video no that's that's on the site. Uh, and it's like you said, it's ran autonomously. So how does that work? Okay. So, um, so they're, they're pretty intelligent tractors in that um, we do monitor them and we, um, we create path plans of, you know, we take a certain portion of the field that we're going to perform an operation on, and then we create a path plan for it. And that gets, that, that all gets done remotely. I have engineers sitting in Chicago right near, right now, monitoring that system in Nebraska here. Okay. Uh, three states away. Um, and, and so what they do is they create a path plan and download it. And the tractor's smart enough. It follows the path plan. And then what it does is it monitors for any anomalies. Um, our speed, um, you know, it makes sure that our path uh, error is not, uh, is within a threshold. We monitor things like um, we have safety systems on board. If any obstacles comes in front of it, it stops. Um, if, um, you know, if, if our, uh, you know, if our commanded speed, um, you know, we're not meeting that speed, it stops. If, uh, uh, and there's all sorts of, there's all sorts of things we monitor on the tractor and we stop and then we get notifications through Slack that, hey, uh, something happened. Um, the tractor paused for one reason or another. Okay. So is there like an aerial survey done of uh, this thousand acres in Nebraska? And that's uh, how does the, uh, if we're not getting too technical, uh, how does the, um, and this is a modified tractor. It's not uh, like you put your, um, your equipment and your device is modified onto an existing tractor. Yes. Um, so we take, uh, we have two tractors currently. Um, we initially went out with a JCB, a 4220, which is a 220 horsepower tractor, a very large tractor. And the problem we ran into is hauling that around is very costly. You need a CDL, you need a drop or you need a low boy trailer, very expensive to haul that around. So we went with, um, a Kubota 5660. It's a 60 horsepower tractor, very small, lightweight. We can pull it with a three quarter ton truck. And then we, uh, we moved to a 90 horsepower Kubota tractor that we can still move with a, with a three quarter ton truck. We have controllers on there. We have sensors, we have cameras, we have a GPS system and, um, and then, uh, uh, thermal cameras as well that we, that we monitor, uh, all aspects of the tractor. When we go to a field, um, most farmers have what's called a boundary file. So or a boundary of the, and it's typically a shape file with uh, the field boundaries okay. and we normally don't use that because uh, a lot of farmers, uh, they made them through, uh, you know, they went on to, you know, some mapping program and they used imagery to create the field boundary. But what we do is we jump on the tractor and the first thing we do is we do the outer headland 
or the outer endro. So we know, we know in this field, this is the boundary and we geofence, you know, the tractor. It can't, if you try to drive that tractor across that boundary, it'll die. Matter of fact, if you get, if you get even close to it, it'll die. And um, so, you know, a lot of times some of our technicians jump on it uh, to move it, to refuel it. And if they, if they go outside that boundary, then it'll, it'll die. Okay. I used to work on a survey crew when I started in construction and uh, we had a total station and AutoCAD files. And uh, so of course my brain was trying to figure out and understand, uh, but that makes sense. You just, uh, you do a, a once around kind of, and uh, yep. Yep. Get we call it striking the boundary. Excellent. And um, so 2019 it's rolled out. What have you seen um, with farmers and the, the agricultural companies you're working with? Um, how is this? I know you said labor is the biggest thing. Um, what has that done to their labor costs? What has it done to production? It, you know, it's, it's not necessarily labor costs. It's just, it's just, it's giving them the ability to better utilize their resources, their human resources. Right. And I'll give you an example. Uh, this fall, we were east of, uh, uh, pardon me, west of Chicago, uh, performing field uh, tillage for a farmer. And he had, he had a staff of about 15 people. And uh, all his laborers, um, what's kind of interesting is, if you get a laborer and these are, they're, they're fairly unique people that they, that they hire. Uh, number one, they're very, very industrious. You know, they can change oil in a tractor. They can, they can, they can tear apart tractors and implements and fix things. Um, they can, uh, they know the agronomics of, you know, setting up the, um, the tractor and the planter for a given planting population, for example. And also they have CDLs. Right. And so normally this guy, uh, this farmer that we were working with, he would dedicate uh, three of his people to uh, tillage. And lo and behold, we took over his tillage autonomously. And what he did was those three guys, um, they, they started driving trucks. They started, um, you know, uh, harvesting the crop because, and um, fixing, uh, you know, fixing equipment uh, and, and just all sorts of things. So what he did, so it was basically, it was a, it was a great way for him to reallocate his resources. Excellent. And then meanwhile, uh, my staff was monitoring these um, remote uh, autonomous machines. That's great. Is there any uh, pushback or any hesitancy to using these new types of technology? I know uh, technology is what's made farming uh, all the way back from the ox to, you know, now you, you go by these huge farms, especially in the Midwest and, um, you know, the sprayers and uh, you, you get any pushback at all of this is going to replace jobs or. I, I don't. Um, That's great. That's great. You know, most farmers are entrepreneurial. They really are. And they like to be on the cutting edge. Um and if you mention um, two things, 
labor and capital expense, and you have their attention. And it's, awesome. it's, it's two, two problems that they, uh, they want to fix in their operations. What challenges have you faced in the last year with uh, travel to some of the places that you need to go to, as well as, uh, um, I mean, just, you know, being a pandemic in general? Uh, what challenges has your company faced? Um, in terms of the pandemic, uh, I'll be honest with you, not much okay. because, you know, the, you know, the farmers, although they are cognizant of, of, you know, the pandemic, um, you know, they, they have to get the seed in the ground. Right. So, um, it's not like they're not taking precautions, but they, uh, they're still, uh, dedicated to getting the seed in the ground. Um, so that's, you know, that's where that's at. And I would imagine most of your meetings are on the ground. They're not in a boardroom or uh, when you're trying to present this uh, product and service to the farmers. Yeah, it is. It's mostly, um, you know, I, when I was at Monsanto, I met a lot of progressive, large farmers and uh, and they've turned out to be really you know, good friends of mine and they, uh, they applaud what I'm doing. And, and Excellent. so I'm, I'm working with a lot of them as well. Any other, uh, projects that you're working on that, uh, might be coming to fruition you want to share with us or, you know, I'm, I'm trying to turn these, well, how do I say it? autonomy is one thing, but what I'm trying to turn these, uh, these tractors into our data collection devices, Okay. And so uh, we're going out this year, we're adding imagery and we're taking, uh, you know, really, uh, really, uh, you know, high res uh, images of the, of the, the, the field of the, of the soil of the crops as we go through the field. And we're, we're starting to take over acres from farmers. So from uh, the, the only thing we're not doing right now is harvesting, but we're doing every, field operation other than uh, harvest for a lot of farmers this spring and summer. Excellent. Uh, the show is IOT idols, the internet of things. So your, um, your product that you have, uh, how do you have your company? Is there a group of people that are innovating um, how, I guess, how big is your company and how does the process work when you guys, uh, figure out how to make this product better, how to work on the next thing you mentioned data collection. Yeah. So I've got a team of 13 people Awesome. and, and it's kind of interesting where I got them. Um, <clears throat> there's software engineers and hardware engineers and agriculture engineers, and I got them, uh, through uh, people I knew in the industry. Uh, of the 13, about 10 of them um, I knew in the ag industry. And it's kind of interesting, the software engineers, they all know agriculture. Right. They know headlands, they know corn, they know soybeans, they know cultivation process, they understand planting and, and all the parameters associated with that. So uh, when I started this, I, I made a, a short list of, of people that uh, I need to hire. And, the, and, and I thought these, these guys can help me pull this off. Great. And you guys are based in Chicago? We are. We're headquartered in Chicago at M-Hub. 
there on Chicago Avenue, the West uh, River West area of Chicago. Excellent. Uh, what are your growth plans, goals for 2021, 22? Um, it's, uh, we're scaling. We're going to build more systems and we're going to deploy um, across more farmers throughout the Midwest primarily. Awesome. Uh, well, this show has a lot to do with entrepreneurs like yourself. Uh, one question I always like to ask is, is there a story of a particular failure or a success story, one that you keep with you, uh, one that you might uh, tell to a group of people that uh, really embodies what it means to be an entrepreneur and growing from that experience? Yeah, probably the uh, the best story was in the fall of the fall of 2019. Um, I'm a firm believer that uh, once you get out in the field and, um, you know, uh, you know, like November 1st, we're going to be in downstate Illinois and we're going to be seeding uh, some fields. So I took all our engineers out there. Every last one of us uh, was in a field uh, in Chatham, Illinois, uh, sitting in a tent because at the time we couldn't, we couldn't afford, you know, it was, it was, we had a, you know, that's all we did was we brought a tent and it was a fairly, it wasn't a large tent, but you could fit a, a eight by 10 table in there. And all six of us at the time, there were six employees. We were sitting around this in the middle of a blizzard, uh, watching this tractor uh, go back and forth and, and, you know, there was all sorts of, we had all sorts of equipment, hardware, software issues, and it was uh, trial by fire. And uh, the guys still laugh about it. But at the time, uh, you know, you have to be lean and mean and you have to go out and you, have, you just have to do it. And, and, you know, and you come back with your tail between your legs Um you know, it's not like, you know, if, if when you start a company, you know, there, there's a point where I think every founder, uh, you know, they, they ask themselves, what in the hell did I get myself into? Sure. And, and all of us were asking that, that same question, but uh, things have improved greatly. Um, as a matter of fact, like right now, you know, about, uh, you know, we're controlling a tractor and, and, uh, you know, we're monitoring it from Chicago. We're monitoring right now, a tractor sitting in Chicago or in, in Nebraska out in the field working diligently. That's great. So we've come a long way. Yeah, we've come a long way. Uh, can you predict, uh, where this tractor technology is going to be 10 years from now? We're going to, uh, is my lawnmower going to mow my lawn for me? Uh, I believe it will. I believe it will. I think autonomy, it, it's, it will be a mainstay in agriculture. Uh, if you look at, and, you know, believe it or not, I always thought, you know, people, you know, there, there's this mindset that ag is a little bit uh, lacking technology. But if you look at some of the technologies um, that were, uh, that started in agriculture, um, you know, case in point, if you look, Henry Ford, got his idea of the assembly line from Swift. They were doing disassembly. Um, and he was obsessed with uh, 
you know, with the conveyor belts that they were using in agriculture to move grain. Um, and if you look at GPS technology, auto guidance, you know, sure. <laughs> I mean, I, when I was at deer back in the early, uh, uh, you know, the, well, I guess the early two thousands, uh, you know, GPS was, you know, was, you know, every farmer was using GPS. And so I think autonomy, I see autonomy, um, uh, leapfrogging, uh, autonomous cars. And I think, uh, you're going to see more, uh, autonomous, equip, uh, autonomy on farms, uh, more so than the road. Yeah. It seems like that's where it's being adopted, uh, quickest and easiest, uh, transition wise. Um, yes. I, I joke about technology with a lot of my family. They're hesitant to go down that path. And we're at breakfast and I said, well, we could be sitting outside on tree stumps eating this with our hands, but because of technology, we have forks and a table <laughs> and chairs. And uh, so I think people forget what technology was and, you know, we're all used to using everything when we just assume this is, uh, everyone's had this and the, the latest, greatest thing that's going to make life easier. Uh, we don't no. want to open up to it yet, but, uh, we appreciate yeah. you. Uh, what starts out. Yeah. I was going to say what starts out as a luxury turns into a necessity, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, you think we're, uh, going to be completely dependent on technology in the future? Uh, you know, we kind of are now, right? I mean, sure. You know, uh, when I, when I moved to a smartphone, uh, you know, I, uh, you know, there was, there was a time where I went through three phones in two weeks because I dropped it and, you know, it wasn't working and I, I just had to have one. Um, I, I think we are, you know? You know, and I guess you, you look at, I mean, radio, I mean, that's technology, right? Sure. Television, internet. Yeah, I think we're completely dependent upon it right now. Yeah, I don't think there's any slowing down. Uh, it's only going to get exponentially faster. And uh, I guess we should just embrace it and look <laughs> forward to uh, life being a little bit easier, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Well, Craig, I uh, certainly appreciate your time today. Is there anything else you want to discuss that maybe we didn't uh, have an opportunity to take a look at? Well, if you want to see some of our machines in action, you can go to our Twitter site. Uh, okay. That's where we primarily, uh, uh, you know, we uh, we do most of our uh, our PR through Twitter. So, and we're at Sabanto Ag. Okay. Yeah. Tell everybody else, uh, or tell all the listeners, uh, where they can find you and uh, your company? Yeah, you can go to our website, um, www.sabantoag.com. Uh, again, on Twitter, Sabanto Ag. We're on Facebook, Sabanto Ag as well. Awesome. Uh, always appreciate having guests like yourself, uh, innovating, making life easier, making uh, business more efficient, and... Uh, I learned something new today, which is my motto. So I thank you for that, Craig. Uh, our guest, Craig Rupp of Sabanto AG, S-A-B-A-N-T-O-A-G.com. 
Uh, thank you much for being our guest today, Craig. Uh, everyone listening, hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll catch you on the next one of IoT Idols, Innovators to Watch. Hey, this is Critical CEO Ryan Cousins again. Thanks for listening to this episode of the IoT Idols podcast. If you're an accomplished engineer, inventor, product manager, or technology entrepreneur, and would like to be featured on an upcoming episode, please go to critical.com slash podcast slash apply. That's K-R-T-K-L dot com slash podcast slash apply. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend or share it on social media and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. If you know someone you'd like to have us interview, let them know about the show or tag them on social media using the hashtag IoT Idols. We're always looking for great guests eager to share their stories with our audience. We're regularly posting new episodes, so make sure you subscribe to our podcast, follow us on social media, and join our mailing list at critical.com. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, be excellent. Be excellent.